0: I get those goosebumps every time. I just have to get the big fellow off the bench.
1: I'm gonna be that last yeah, chance now. And it comes from monsters and I'm gonna The live in baseball. I'm waiting on you. Is it way too
2: long? I get those goosebumps every time. I need that hind to throw that to the side. I get those goosebumps every time. Yeah, when you're not around me, throw that to the side. I get those goosebumps every time. Yeah, seven, one, three, through the twenty-one. Yeah, I'm riding. Why they only? Why they only? i high low I'm the high high I get those goosebumps every time. I need the hey, 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 back again. Uh, back for and welcome back to Loaded Mag in UFC. You might have seen this this, this morning uh, for the build up. We did it the way it is. Uh, countdown to the kickoff or kickoff countdown. I think we called it. But uh, we are back again uh, to discuss the match and what a match it was for, for the, the final result. But um, just a quick hello to the lads first.
0: Chris, how are you now? All right, mate. Yeah, a little bit um, apprehensive, not going to lie, especially especially after some of the news that broke after the match. Um, but on a personal note, I am good, mate. I'm good. And I'll tell you what, at least, uh, at least we had an enjoyable 90 minutes of football. Uh, it was uh, it was uh, pretty, pretty hair-raising at times. So, yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Good, good, good.
1: Pete, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, yeah, disappointed with that. I've got to be honest, um, yeah, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. A lot of goals, exciting game for you, neutral, but for for a Newcastle fighting, you've you've got to be disappointed with that for sure, and I uh, I certainly am.
2: Yeah, we, th- we thought towards the end in our chat, I know we thought we with with plenty of time left that we get that fifth goal, but wasn't to be. Let's get straight into it. Here's the team used. Here's the the, the team that uh, took the pitch, and it's exactly as we called it uh, in in the afternoon exactly the team and we we also pinpointed that that um that we'd all have liked tino to be involved uh from the start but we knew that he was going to stick with burn um that is the newcastle team this is the luton team uh as well um but thoughts on the team lads first of all christy go to you
0: yeah i mean as you say mate it was as predicted um the lineup was exactly what I was expecting. Obviously, it was really nice to see uh Callum Wilson, Harvey Barnes, uh make the bench. Interesting that Joe White got a got a got a shout as well. I must admit I was a little bit disappointed not to see um not to see Harrison, but maybe it was to be expected. Um but other than that, mate, yeah, the the, the lineup was
1: exactly how I thought it would be. Any
2: comments Pete on the the lineups?
1: No, we touched on it in the previous show. Uh, we kind of expected it to be that, and
2: it, it was exactly that, to be fair. So,
1: yeah, as you were.
2: Right, as you were, let's fly through this. I'll stop at all the goals along the way, <laughs> and <laughs> there are a few of them. Uh, right, straight into it. Um, six minutes, Um, Miley with an unbelievable ball, uh, out of trips on the wing, trips put in a, a beautiful cross, and uh, longstaff uh got, got was in the right place at the right time, finished it 1 0 Newcastle. What a start! Uh, great finish by longstaff. Um, to take us 1 0 up. Thoughts and that goal, Pete, we'll go to you first.
1: Yeah, great bit of play. Um, nice little ball out from Miley, to be fair. Um, I thought he was, he was right up and amongst it certainly in that first half, and it was good to see because he had something to prove. He got subbed off in the previous game at Kenilworth Road um, uh, when we were losing. He didn't have the best of games either, so he looked like he was chomping at the bit. But great balling by Trippier, yet another assist on his name. He really does look like he's back to his best at the moment. He is playing well. Um, And, yeah, it's it's where you want Sean Long's staff to come in and arrive um, sort of that edge of the area up to the sort of penalty spot, and it's a first-time finish. He's he's put everything to get in front of that, and he's he's smashed it home. It's a really really good finish, to be fair to him. Um, and it was great to see him score uh, again. Uh, we need more goals from midfield, and he, he he gave us that today. So it was a really really good um, good goal all round for Newcastle, definitely.
2: It was, and he wasn't finished there. But Chris, your thoughts on on the Lancs's first goal?
0: Yeah, I completely agree with Pete. Um, really, really good finish. And that is exactly, as Pete said, that is exactly where we want to see Sean Longstaff, you know, making them long busting runs into the box. Um, and I'll tell you what, he didn't half finish it well. Fantastic ball from Trippier. Um, but he, he he finished it really, really well. Um, kept it low and hard. <coughs> bottom corner, 1-0. Everyone's jovial. Um, yeah, it was a great finish.
2: Right, we move on. One down, seven to go. On to the next goal, and it's on to Luton. And this, uh, so uh, free kick from uh, Barkley, uh, header from Morris uh, down, and header follow up header from Ancho, uh, who looped it over Dubrovka, One-one. Uh, thoughts on that goal, Chris? We'll go to you first on this first goal. I
0: don't know about you boys, and I know it's the it's slightly slightly different positioning because I think it was more where, where you can see Anthony Gordon there. That was more. Roundabout where um, Andros Townsend's had that easy header, but it just reminded me so much of the the goal that was scored at uh, Luton's ground. It was it was it was it's just poor defending, in my opinion. Like even there, you've got you've got. I'm pretty sure that is Anthony Gordon. You've got Anthony Gordon there in like the left back position, and you're like, well, where's Bain? Where's Botman? Where, where what? Why is you know the number two there? Why why is he just free? And the ball gets looped in and it's a relatively it's a relatively free header. Um the blocker obviously can't do much about it. You could argue that maybe he could have come off his line a bit quicker, I don't know, but it was quite far out the header. Um but yeah, poorly defended for me. Um and so frustrating because it wasn't long after we'd gone one 0 up. Um, and it just give it just give Luton, you know, that little bit of hope that they can get something off the game. Um I, I don't think any of us thought that there was going to be six more goals to follow, but um poor from a defensive point of view, I would say it does.
2: Yeah.
1: Pete, your thoughts on Luton's first? Yeah, just poor defending all round. Um, we know that Luton are good at set pieces. I said it to you boys on this show earlier on. I said that's the one area that we need to look out for, a set pieces, because they are good at them. And they've got players that are good in the air. They've got tall tall players as well um, that can get stuck in. So you've got to win the first ball. And when you've got someone like Dan Byrne there, he has to win the first ball and he doesn't. Um, None of them do. But when you're looking at number two, at that still point where it comes back in, he's just about to head it um, towards goal. He's actually drifted from the middle of the pitch. Um, So for me, there should be someone tracking that run, whether it's Bruno, I think it might be Longstaff, might be one of the others, Uh, Shaw's in there. Like someone needs to be tracking that run. Maybe Shaw's a bit harsh. He's, he's got caught underneath the ball. But someone should be tracking that one because he's literally ghosted in past two players to get a free head. Uh, and, and what, he's six, seven yards out. Like, it's, it's really, really poor defending. And I expect better from us. I, I do. You know, the way we defended from set pieces and corners and balls in against Fulham away was really, really good. The way we defended in the same way at Villa, I thought was excellent. And we've just switched off today. Um, and that was an absolute classic example of it, of a team that if you switch off, you're going to get punished. And we did.
2: What? Let's get into uh, Newcastle's second goal because on the uh, 22nd match, uh, lovely ball from Miggy uh, to Gordon. Gordon with a great run. Cut inside, sh- took a shot, saved, follow up and Longstaff was there to put it in the back of the net uh, 2-1 Newcastle cue the celebration from Sean Longstaff um, Pete, we'll go to your thoughts on uh, Longstaff's second
1: um, well, well, first off um, it's a great run from Anthony Gordon um, he's literally done uh, I think it was number two actually um, that he did right on the on the touchline Um turned him inside out, beat him for pace. Uh, and when he's cut inside, Longstaff's actually calling for the ball there on the edge of the area. He's going mad for it because he's there, he's free. But he, he decides to shoot, which is fair enough. Um, and it gets parried out to him. And um, it's the one place that he probably would have been only able to score is to hit those corners. And he did. Um, but for me, I think the credit goes down to Gordon for that because he creates that and I think... And um, it's a nice finish from from Longstaff, but that run from Gordon is exactly what we want from our left winger, even though he's playing up front today. Um, yeah, it, it was it was a, it was a nice finish as well. And you know what? After conceding that goal, we needed to hit, hit back quickly, and I um, I was really happy to see that we reacted quickly off the back of that to go two one up. And at that point, I know I'm wrong here, but I thought we would then go on and take the game.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris thoughts and long stuff second
0: yeah um fantastic one from Gordon uh, I'm literally I'm literally just watching the replay now just to refresh myself but yeah fantastic one from Gordon cuts inside as we we've been screaming so often for him to do um yeah I'm just watching it now yeah Gordon's one-on-one up against Osho, uh, who is the number two um yeah cuts inside fantastic fantastic bit of play there really good shot off and again Look, Sean Longstaff making those runs into the box, and that's what you need. You need you need Sean Longstaff to be that extra, extra man in the box. Um, but yeah, it was it was a really, really good finish. Um could have ballooned that actually, because when the keeper the keeper makes a, a fairly decent save, even though it is straight at him. Um but Longstaff still has a little bit to do. Um, but he, he keeps keeps the ball down and uh, finishes with a plum. So yeah, but like Pete, I, I did I did think two-one, right? Here we go. Let's go make this 3-4-1 now um but it didn't quite pan out
2: like that right 2-1 and it's into to end uh um as the score suggested but uh on to the second uh goal for for luton on 39 minutes so this is barkley's goal he makes it and he finishes it but um for, for this one what was shar doing he's, he's he's just jogging back i know uh tony put it to me to ask this question of the lads what was Jar doing, uh, tracking back here or jogging back? Uh, and Barkley's there with the with the a, f- a free shot after after there's The save it falls straight to him and passes it into the back of the net. Pete, we'll go to you with your thoughts on that one.
1: Um, We're sure throughout this whole goal, signified for me his overall defensive performance today. I thought he was really poor today defensively. And uh, Shaw has these games every so often. He's a superb player, and we've given him his flowers on Tuesday because he deserves them. He's had a really good season overall, but every so often he has one of these games where defensively he's just he just switches off, and it's like defensively you don't want it. He's not interested, and there's you know, a Fabian Shaw that switched on still tries to put a challenge in there, still tries to get back in. And, and if he if he even wants to get back in, shows even 50% desire to get back in, he actually could get back and maybe even be side by side with with um, Barker. I'm not saying he would stop the goal, but he would certainly be a lot closer to try and maybe put him off. And take him off his stride to just be able to take a touch and tap it in the net. You look at that position there where Barkley receives the ball. No, 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 no fault under Bravka from where the shot comes in. He's naturally parried that out. But he should be parrying that out knowing that there's two or three men around to be able to get rid of the ball. The fact that Barkley's in that position, seven yards out, with nobody around him, is unacceptable defensively. It is unacceptable. Um, and the, the laziness for sure And if we were to watch this clip you, what you would see um and i watched it on the replay live is he literally just jogs and he shows no emotion he shows no frustration about the fact they've scored it just he keep, just keeps jogging even when the ball's in there it just keeps jogging forward it's like that that's not what you need to be doing not in this team um and it's it was unacceptable but i'll I'll rewind back slightly because when the ball breaks I think Murphy tries to play a ball or he tries to get a nick on the ball and it falls into the path of a Luton player. And I think the Luton player takes a bad touch. It's there for Longstaff to win. And Longstaff is half hearted in that. He should be he should be winning that ball and convincingly, because that ball is there for him to be won. And that's what starts that runoff. So for me, yes, we, we've said about Shaw, but go back and watch that clip again um of or that replay of the goal if 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 Sean Longstaff is anywhere even 50 60% committed he wins that ball he just flings a foot at it like you can't do that you can't you cannot do that at this level you've got to be committed in challenging to win the ball and if he does that that goal doesn't happen we keep possession and we probably go on the attack again and it's just these little moments in games that are really starting to affect us <laughs> um it certainly did today there was a number of them um and i'm sure we'll
2: talk about more as we go along chris we'll go to you uh, old everton boy at Barkley, uh, making it 2-2 your thoughts on that goal
1: yeah uh,
0: pete took the words up my mouth it, it all it all stemmed from um from from that loss of possession in the middle of the park with sean longstaff if he would just shown a little bit more grit and um, you know we, we wouldn't have then had to face a counter-attack but don't get me wrong it's not just sean longstaff's fault and um, as you said at the start as you know fabian shah's jogging back six sixty seventy percent pace like he's he, he, there's clearly no um determination to get back very very frustrating uh and <sighs> it and it, it just shows doesn't it and we built as a as a team we built a, a solid foundation as a back four um, with obviously Nick Pope in goal and then we've got Martin Zubarez at the minute but and that that was all built on trust and hard work and there was times today where we just didn't wow. see that um, you know I, I watched the replay just then and I've seen uh, you know Sven Botman getting pulled out of position and it's just it's just not it's not on because he's having to then try and do the job not just for himself but for other players and when when that happens, that's where the disarray comes in. And then Martin Zbáňka stood there thinking, where where should I be? What should I do? Um, and it just caused disarray. If if you've got one player or numerous players who aren't at it or aren't giving one hundred and ten percent, you're basically on a hiding to nothing. Because teams like Luton, who press hard, work really hard as well, they will punish you. And unfortunately, that goal was a prime example of that.
2: Well, that took us to halftime, two two. Uh, and of course, then, as inevitable, every other game we lose a player. Gordon has to come off. Uh, this is him after the game. We'll get to talk about this a bit more at, at the the end. This we'll park Gordon for now. But on comes Wilson uh, straight back into it. Uh, Murphy on the forty nine minutes. Uh, Murphy sh- should have he had a took a shot instead of squaring the ball. But at that point, on a personal note. I, I realized uh I am I'm watching it on streams and switching streams because it's buffering, but it's actually on Premier Sports in Ireland. I I I that that alluded to me, so they're on onto the, the proper proper well, I'm paying for it, I might as well watch it there there. So anyway, I got to see the match properly then. But um yeah, let's move on. Um 54 minutes. Um the um burn foul on um uh the the, the looting lad from uh that's actually place of, place of ireland as well but uh let's let's this is him going down the, the wing uh who had had burn on toast today but we have a little clip of the actual when he gets when he gets to the the box and um the penal call in my eyes this is definitely a penalty uh but uh let's just look at it uh first uh <inaudible> See on pourrait se dire qu'il n'y a, pas... a definite penalty. Then um Morris steps up to take it, puts it in the back of the head, then has to retake it because the referee didn't blow his whistle and puts it in the same spot again. Uh, so it, it took Luton three two up. But uh Chris, we'll go to you first on that whole thing
0: it's just it, it's just uh, do you know what i felt really stupid because earlier on in the preview for anyone who watched it or anyone who watches it back um i think it was Pete who brought it up and said um you know is there any concern over time at left back from mm-hmm. his pace?" and i'm like no be fine everything will be fine um and dan Bain just got torn apart numerous occasions today that i i i've not seen dan Bain play so poorly in in a half as much as that second half and it was no coincidence to me that he got substituted straight after um because he was just all over the place. He, he was all over the place and he was he was being you know dragged from pillar to post. And it was it was another example of really poor defending. And I, I'm not quite sure I'm not quite sure what he's trying to achieve. Because if he's trying to pull the player down, you do it early. If you're gonna, if you're gonna do it do it before he gets near the box but he's given the referee you know a tough decision to make and you know when you watch the replay you could argue that it started outside the box but ultimately he's still doing it when the player's foot's on the line so he's given the the referee no no choice but to award a penalty um just really really poor and i'll tell you something else i wasn't very impressed with um and again maybe i'm being harsh here but uh carlton morris takes the penalty puts it just to the just to the Bravka's left um and then obviously it has to be retaken and he he goes up the second time stutters and puts it in exactly the same place and i just thought like it wasn't actually that good of a penalty and um, the the commentator was go waxing lyrical over it and i'm thinking it's, it's really not that good of a penalty um i just wish that martin could have kind of stood still for a little bit longer and i think he'd have realized because even his body shape when i was watching carl morris's body shape he didn't even give him the eyes or pretend like he was going to go the other way you could see a mile off that's what he was doing and then when he stutters debravka moves to his left slightly or sorry his right and then he just puts it in exactly the same place so that was frustrating although i'm not I'm not gonna sit here and criticize Martin Dubravka for that because it was a ridiculous penalty to give away in the first place um so i'm not I'm not blaming debravka I just was a little bit disappointed because I think I I think Pope would has done better with that should we say um so yeah but now yeah, very very frustrating and then I think
2: tell me if I'm wrong guys but I think Bain got pulled quite shortly after that yeah he did um yes um pretty much well no but we were letting another go oh was it that. was it the after the other goal? Yeah. sorry yeah 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 Pete your thoughts on uh the whole penalty and uh burn taking them taking them out so pull back um
1: I've, I've already I, I tweeted about it earlier after the game um, it was coming.
2: Like at that
1: point, it was it was coming at some point. Um, he'd got rinsed at least five or six times in the first half. He was getting rinsed again in the second half. It was going to come at some point. Um, and I'm not saying it was a. I'm not saying that uh, it, it's a Stonewall penalty. I think it's still harsh. I think it could be well given as a penalty. I think if it's if it's Newcastle United's player on the end of that, I'd be calling for a penalty myself. Um. But what you can see there is that if you've got a player that's um, significantly faster and better quality than your fullback and is beating him time and time again, at some point, that player is going to get put into a position where he's having to make a decision that could potentially cost him and the team. And that's exactly what happens. Um, some people are saying it's not a penalty. Um, I would argue that the clip of the foot... Although minimal brings the player down. Um, and because of that, it it then is a foul, hence penalty, because it's on the line. Um it's it's not necessarily about the hand on the shoulder at that point. Um um and up, well, he he had a fantastic game. I thought he was very, very good. Very, very good player. Um, but David already talked about him in the previous game. He talked about him again today. Um he he destroyed us down that down our it's left Rapidly. Side. Um yeah not just that technically very very good as well mm-hmm. um he, he you know he is for sure showing that he is a um a very competent Premier League player but anyway, come to the penalty um at that point I'm already i've I've looked away from the TV I know it's a goal um and the reason being and I know Chris you've mentioned it uh, about debravka um I'm not blaming debravka Debravka's just not good at saving penalties. Uh, He's proven it over his whole career. He doesn't save penalties. He's never been good at saving penalties. Pope's different. Pope's a proven penalty saver. He's done it, whether he's been at Burnley, whether he's been at Newcastle, he's proven to save penalties. Some goalkeepers are really good shot stoppers, really good goalkeepers, but just not good at saving penalties. Debradka's one of them. So I was never confident. Um, And if you go back and watch the... watch. One thing I watched on the replay as well, when it shows behind the goal, even if Dubravka had gone the right way and had saved it, he would have actually retaked it again. The reason being is because when Dubravka sets his foot off, He's already in front of the line. His foot's in front of the line, which is, um, if anyone knows the rules, your foot has to be on the line or behind the line in order for it to be um, an official save. And so if you watch it again, his foot's way in front of the line and he's way in front of the ball before even Morris has taken it. Even if he'd have gone the right way and saved it, it wouldn't have counted. And he'd have probably retaken it and put it in the same place again and scored. So um, uh, that's just classic debravka unfortunately he's just not good at saving penalties um and at that point i'm then worried uh, because it was the first point in the game that we were behind um we're not good at getting points from behind funnily enough there was a stat during the everton tottenham game that came up that everton are just as bad as us. that when we go behind we don't get many points and in fact before today's game we'd only got one point after sort of going behind uh which which tells you everything you need to know uh, about so uh, seeing that stat earlier on um in the day and then going behind it didn't feel me were confidence at all
2: great we're well, the same boat as everything not what i want to hear um chris did you comment on this or did i i can't remember That did mate. I started. All right, let's let's move on. Um, Let's move on to the the Luton's fourth goal. Yes, Luton's fourth goal at St James's Park, Uh, 61 minutes. Olibayo makes it uh, 4-2 with the Newcastle defence getting overloaded. You can see in this shot here. Um, Yeah, Pete, we'll go to you uh, on this one. Thoughts on this goal?
1: Um. What is it to say? <laughs> um, just shell shocked at that point. Um be at the back, that, that, that we're um, <laughs> uh, look again. Look, if if I could be bothered tonight, I'm just not in that right frame of mind. If I could have bothered tonight, I'd have put the tactics board up. I would have showed you um, yeah. the the obvious thing. What's the most obvious thing about this still image here? Is the one question I ask myself, and I've asked myself before when we've had the tactics board up before. Where's your fullback? Where's your left back in that position there? Because I can see the nearest player to the ball is our centre back, Sven Botman. So mm-hmm. at that point, where's my where's my fullback? Why is he not there? I don't even know if he's even in this in the image. Um, I think the person at the bottom here is Sean Longstaff. If I'm right, and yeah, thinking. it is Pete. Yeah, like, um uh, Where is my fullback? We're on a counter attack. Mm-hmm. We've got everyone else in position. Maybe not in the right positions. Trippy is playing center back at the moment. Shaw's there, Botman's there. Where is my fullback? Um, and Joe Linton is absolutely right in the chat. Burn is nowhere, <laughs> and the reason being is because, um, he time and time again finds himself out of position and hasn't got the ability to get back into position, and therefore it puts pressure on other players. And as you touched on it earlier on today, when someone put in the chat, they thought Shaw and Botman had bad games. I disagree with that. I thought Shaw was really poor defensively, good attackingly. I thought Botman actually played very, very well today because he spent the whole game firefighting other defenders for not doing their jobs. Yeah, That doesn't mean he's not yeah. had, that doesn't mean he's had a bad game. And then Botman is caught, between a rock and a hard place because he should be then going to press the ball to stop that ball from happening. But he's in two minds because if he goes to press the ball, there's a simple pass out wide in which it happens anyway in which they score the goal. And it's a nice finish, right into the far corner. Great finish. Um, You know, it is what it is. I'm sorry, like, you cannot keep Doing this, you cannot keep putting your defenders in difficult positions because you're going off roaming forward, right? To show that you you're a, you're an attacking fullback, but not then getting back in and being exposed and exposing your defensive line, which is exactly what happens. If anybody knows Luton, even if you've watched them a couple of times this season, you will know that they punish teams on the counter-attack. So you cannot throw yourself forward if you know that you can't get back, and he's done that, and he's cost the team again there, and not just the penalty decision. Mm-hmm. That in itself is what has got him hooked. After yeah. Now we will get onto that conversation. Uh, I'm sure after that, but
2: um, it's shocking. It is
1: absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I ask a
2: question here? Right in, in this still here, you can see Batman is the the player close to the bottom. But beside him is is uh, Bruno, and then it's char Is not that, that correct? Is it
1: Bruno? I think I think uh, oh, okay. I think it's,
2: I think it's it Bruno, Bruno. Yeah, because because I, I think he's pointing toward. He's trying to he's trying to like it's too late at this stage, but he's trying to 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 to, to get Batman to to cover the the yeah. man on on his left, but. Yeah. Okay, it's 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 way too late at that stage. But um, yeah, Chris, let's go to your thoughts on that goal.
0: There was a there was a, a moment as well which led to this, which which um, I couldn't believe at the time. So the ball, I forget who played the ball, but somebody played the ball like into the middle, into like I'd say it was about forty yards out from the Luton goal, and Dan Byrne stretches to try and get the ball and ends up intercepting the ball and giving it to the Luton player. And then Luton go on a counter attack, and I think it was uh, Alfie Doty, who's the number forty-five. It ends up going to him on the left wing. He then plays a simple ball to Ross Barkley, which is what you can see in this in the freeze frame. And then obviously he just plays a simple ball, cuts Sven Botman out the game because obviously Sven Botman is doing his best to try and you know uh, try and cover as much as he can. And then it's it's a simple finish. Pete, Pete's right. It was um, it was well finished, but he, he had he has all the space all the time. Um, And again, it's because our left back's not there. Our left back, I think at the time, was either running back or still lying on the floor from trying to intercept a ball that didn't need intercepting. Because I think the ball was actually on the way to a Newcastle player. But Dan Burns desperately, you know, trying to get back in or, you know, trying to thinks he's trying to win back possession and ends up giving the ball away. And then obviously, if your left back's that high up the pitch, you've got big problems because you need to get back and Dan Bairn from the position he was in, as I say, he was, he was favored on from the, you know, from the center circle. He was, a, he was a good 20, 30 yards away from the center circle. And you are thinking, well, he's not gonna, he's not gonna get back. Um, but this, this, this is a problem. Um, we've, we've spoken already about Shah being out of position and now we've got Dan Bain out of position. And then it, and you're right, Daz, it was literally after this goal, that he then pulled um, Dan Bain. But people in the chat saying, you know, we should have been pulled at half time. And I think that's probably fair.
2: Well, let's hold that thought. And uh, uh, what I want to do now is just quickly go. go uh, we have a members draw coming up as well uh, Ooh, tonight. Yes. So, Lazar, remind me because uh, I have the wheel ready. I just want to quickly, because we're not finished with the goals, quickly go into the sponsors. Uh, shout out to the Radiator shed.com All your radiator radiator needs, contact Russ. Russ will sort you out. Uh, Everyone knows the beautiful radiators that Russ has, uh, so check that out. Also, shout-out to Bathroom Design, H2O Bathroom Design Co, and all the bathrooms. Get down to the showroom, check out the latest because we, we have pictures on the way. We just need to sync up with Russ, get the latest pictures, and we'll show them the latest and greatest then. So, a quick shout out to the, the, the sponsors. Let's get back into it. Uh, right. As you, as you mentioned, lads, uh, off comes um, Burn, on comes Tino. Had to be done at, at, at that stage. And off comes Miggy and Barnes. Come on. Great to see Barnes coming back on the pitch out since the start of the season, pretty much. But um, 66 minutes, um there's a penalty. Uh, we did never get to for for us, but we never actually get, get to to to. We didn't need it because it, 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 we play on and Trips uh, gets a goal. Uh, beautiful ball from Bruno outside of the foot to make it three four. We're back in it then at this stage, and uh, the momentum is with us. Uh, so Trips with his goal. Chris, we'll go to you for your thoughts on trip uh, score. Yeah, it
0: was a bit It was a bit all over the place, this one, wasn't it? It was a bit, a bit like pinball. Um, but in the end, it, it was a smart finish from Trippier. Obviously, he goes into the box. Um, ball comes in. I think, I, tell me if I'm on boys, but I think there was a deflection somewhere along the line. Um, and then the ball falls to Trippier. And uh, yeah, he finishes it really well. And it's funny because at this point, we were 4-2 down. But I knew we, there was still something in the game for us. I knew uh, my mates were messaging me going, Oh, you're out of it now, that's it, it's over. And I was like, No, no. I said there's still an opportunity here. Because yes, we were wide open, but at the time Luton was still wide open. I think Luton were probably looking for the fifth, um, because that really would have sealed the game. Um, but I, I kind of had a feeling that we might get back in it. Um, and then obviously Trippier gets that goal. Um, and you know, it it started the resurgence um so yeah it was it was a smart finish by trippier who again was <laughs> really high up the pitch but we needed it at that point we needed to yeah. try and you know pepper the goal <clears throat> and really try and you know get something back pete
2: thoughts of trip score
1: um yeah just a just a great ball a uh, great ball from bruno uh, i believe outside of the foot um superb he's, he's done that a few times where we've um, we've benefited um, from his ability to find passes. And he's really starting to do that recently, which is which is great to see. Um, and it's the fact that he takes it on the volley, Trippier. He hits it first time off the volley. Um, it's not an easy finish, but the fact that he keeps it down and hits the corner, it's a superb finish um, from Trippier. Uh, you don't expect it from him. You don't expect him to arrive in that position, but boy, were we glad that he did. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, the captain uh, rallies the troops, um, for the last part of the game, and um, yeah, I'm sure we'll get into what happens next.
2: Let's get into that, what happens next. So, on 72 minutes, uh, Miley, a, a good challenge on Barking. The, even the commentators thought that it might have been something in that, but no, uh, play on. yeah, I know, I know. Uh, but Barnes yeah. pa- passes the ball, uh, great finish from Barnes, and and he has that in his locker. But, uh, great finish, great to see him back, great to see a uh, goal from him. Hopefully, there's plenty more to come. Also, si- silence the doubters as well, maybe, in terms of Burns. Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, 4-4. The last time we've seen a 4-4, I remember, is Teoti, uh was no longer with us, of course, uh, but in, in that Arsenal, 4-4. But different kind of uh, an atmosphere today. But, um, Chris, I think we're going to go to you on Barnes' goal.
0: Yeah, like you, as I was like, I didn't know where the commentator was coming from because first of all, he said it was a foul, and I'm saying, I'm saying out loud, it's not a foul, it's not a foul. And then he shows the replay, and he's like, yeah, they've got to pull this back. It's got to be a foul, and I'm thinking it's not a foul. And um, possession went back really, really well. Um, lovely ball, and and Harvey Barnes with a really smart finish, and I think he needed that. It's great for Harvey Barnes to come back. Well, he's definitely going to need it after we talk about what. what I'm sure we will after this. Um, Harvey Barnes, that will do the world of good for his confidence. Um, but I loved, I loved how he stroked it into the far corner. Um, you know, again, the crowds, the crowds are all buzzing at this point, and he could have quite easily lashed it. But it was, it reminded me a little bit, boys, of um, the Zubiri goal against us. You know, the way he just stroked it into the corner, didn't have to put lots of power on it. Just directed it really nicely and hit it firmly. Um, but yeah, it was a really, really smart finish with his left foot. And uh, yeah, I was I was absolutely buzzing at that point because I think I think that was around the seventy. I think that was around the seventy fifth minute, was
2: it? Seventy second minute. Um, seventy second minute. Yeah, yeah you think at this yeah. stage we can go yeah. on and get a fifth there? You know, yeah. there's so much Definitely. time left. Um, Definitely,
0: yeah. But no, really Pete, smart finish so- and made up for him.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Pete, your thoughts on Barnes as well?
1: Yeah, um, just personally really happy for him. Uh, I think I've said it before, I think he's got a lot of uh, unnecessary stick. Um, if you look at the stats that, of the games he's actually played, I think he's, he's more than contributed in, in where he's been involved. Um, and that, that would do him the world of good. Uh, getting that goal on his first game back, I think it would do him the world of good. I think it would do the the the, the players the world of good as well to see what he's all about. Um, Harvey Barnes is, isn't an Anthony Gordon. He's not that guy that will run all day for you. Um, he's not that guy that will um, that will kind of track back and and do the dirty work. That's not what he's about. What he what Harvey Barnes is he's a killer. Uh, in front of goal. He is the opposite of what Anthony, Anthony Gordon is. Anthony Gordon does all the work outside, but really doesn't have that prowess of finishing. He's been better this season, but he's not quite there yet. Harvey Barnes has that ability. And um, the way he uses the player. To bend the ball round him to blindside the goalkeeper on his left foot, his weaker foot, is exactly why we paid the money we paid to get him into this club. Um, Because he knows how to finish and he knows how to put the ball in the back of the net. And we needed that. We needed that goal, and we needed it quite quickly. I think we we scored on the sixty seventh minute, and then we scored again on the seventy seventh seventy second minute, something like that. And it was a quick turnaround. And honestly, I said to you boys at four um, two, and I said to the Jordies down south boys, I said it's game over. I thought at four two we're, we're, we're done, that like, the game was done. I didn't see us coming back at four four at seventy two minutes. I genuinely thought we would go on to win the game. I thought the turnaround of those two goals was so quick that I thought we'd have enough and the momentum would take us forward. Um, But for him personally, I think it's a great moment. Um, That kicked him on um, because, and I don't know if you're going to mention it, but he had another couple of chances as well. Um, Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you want to come to the Super Chat because... um, there's a super chat in there. Uh, massive, massive thanks again oh, to Dominic. Dominic. Uh, Dominic, Dominic, Thank you very much, Dominic. Thank you so much for the super chat. He gave us a, fan, a, a very, um, a very sort of a generous super chat the other day as well, um, and we massively appreciate it. Dominic, you're, you're you're a good person, and it, uh, um, it massively helps the channel. So thank you so much for for that super chat. Um,
2: and of course, Dominic was at the game today, so great game to go to. Pity about the result in the end, but uh, I hope, hope uh, you in, enjoyed your day out, uh, and mm. be back again soon.
1: Definitely, um, yeah. hopefully, we'll, we'll catch a game with him at some point down the line, um, uh, as well, Excellent. that's for sure. But uh, yeah, Harvey Barnes, really, really pleased for him. Hopefully, this is the, the 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 G up that he needs in order to take him forward for the rest of the season, um, and he said it in his in in his interview after the game. He said this has been the most difficult moment of his whole footballing career. Um, this period at Newcastle United, being out for five months with this injury, it reoccurring in December when it looked like he was going to come back. He's gone through the mill. He's been difficult. It's been a difficult moment for him, especially on top of that, moving to a new club, new part of the country. Like, it's been a really difficult moment for him. So the fact that he got that goal... Um, And could have got another one, albeit from a fantastic block, um, that would have won us the game. Um, Yeah, I'm really pleased with him and I really hope now he can really kick on and get a good run of games in the team um, and show his ability. Because if we get him enough service, I I said it before the season when we signed him and I say it again, he's got two goals already this season. If we give him enough service between now and then the season, I still believe he can get double figures for us.
2: Well, he's going to get a chance now as well. But uh, well, we're going to get on to that in a few minutes. But yeah, speaking of... Pity he didn't score a few more, actually, because he had more chances after that. 76 minutes, uh, Barnes' chance led to a corner. 81 minutes, Barnes' shot after Shar's run. And I thought Shar was going to shoot in at that stage as well. But it took a deflection and it was uh, saved. Uh, then 84 minutes, uh Murphy at the back post after uh, Bruno a Ball, another one from the outside of the foot, I think. Uh, at the end, it came to 10 minutes additional time. And you're thinking... It's, our goal, our, our fifth goal is coming here, but it was not to be actually, Luton started to come back into it and then that, the, the additional time, and uh, Dubrovka had made a good save from oh, Obeni as well uh, but final score 4-4 uh, four, four. Uh, not what we were expecting uh, Not we weren't definitely weren't expecting to concede four goals uh, today Um And one of the big talking points as well is uh, Mr. Anthony Gordon and uh, where this leaves us now. Yet again, another player going off injured, adding to our injury list. It's been the story of our season. We cannot catch a break. Um, Where do you want to go to now, now, lads? Take your pick. Um,
1: Do do you want to talk about Anthony Gordon in in the injury? Yeah. Um, Just because... As you said, it's like for, for all for all the for all the decisions, for all the losses, for all the bad form, like we have to be honest with ourselves as a fan base. Like, as frustrated as we are right now, nobody in the Premier League this season has suffered the amount of injuries and to the extent that we've had. On top of that, to the players that we've had it seems like every injury that we've had pretty much has been to a key player. Mm-hmm. So Anthony Gordon has suffered injuries over the course of this season. Um, Alexander Izak, Callum Wilson, continuously those two boys, uh, even Miguel Almirón's had a period, period out this season injured. Um, Joe Linton's missing pretty much the rest of the season. You know, you, you go back through Sven Botman, um, you go back through, who else have we had uh, that's had an injury? Dan Byrne, okay, we, we were struggling with f- for a little bit. Nick Pope. You, you go through that team, Like they're all, they're all key players. They're all key players. And one thing we haven't touched on, boys, is that I don't know if you guys noticed it, but on about 95 minutes, Bruno could barely run. Yeah, he could barely he run. He was hobbling, like, and he was pulling up. I'm hoping it's just cramp because... I, I, like he ran himself into the ground. I thought that 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 third goal from Trippier really kicked him into gear, and I thought we saw another level from him. And he was all over the place. You saw him more attacking. You saw him on the right, the left. He had a couple of really good runs and good balls into the box. Um, he was at it, but by by that by that moment, he was done. Like he was spent. Um, and I'm worried that he's going to be the next in line to pick up an injury because you know, we're. These guys, it's not their fault. These guys are having to kind of run on empty because all the players are picking up injuries, and it's just it's never ending. And I, I can't understand for the life of me what it is. And I don't know wh- whether you boys got opinion on this. Like, is it is it what's going on behind the scenes? We've got Johnny King that's coming from Leicester City, um, one of my good mates who works, um, within. The kind of the fitness team at leicester city i uh, don't know really well i dropped him a message yesterday and said look tell me tell me a bit about johnny king like it, what's what's he like and he messaged me back and he said you know what you've got a really good one there he said he's a he's a really really top physio and he'll he'll, he'll do great things for newcastle united so that was pleasing for me to hear and i'm thinking is it the physio side of things is it that we're, we're lacking in that level of quality? Is it the intensity? Is it too much for players? Are we breaking down because we're um, there's players that can't hack the intensity, uh, the intense level of what anyhow expects us to play, or is it just bad luck? Is it just pure bad luck that we are having this many injuries over the course of this season because? I just I can't pinpoint it boys and I don't know what you boys think because it just seems wild to me that this keeps happening game after game. We think that we're getting these players back and we're getting a squad back together and all of a sudden we suffer a blow within two games we suffered massive blows. Isaac on Tuesday, Gordon today. It's like come on like when is this going to yeah. stop?
2: What do you boys think? I I I think it's a mixture of of, of everything but luck being one one key factor in it as well. And the the amount of games we had to play on top of each other, and with with one or two pieces of the jigsaw be missing, we didn't have players to to come in, and, and the players had to had, had to continue playing two games a week, and and, and they weren't they weren't used. To it. Like if you compare it to last season, uh, we didn't have a, a fraction of these injuries, so ha- there has to be something in that as well. So I think it's a, a mixture piece, but. Um, yeah, uh, look, with with one Fiso departing and uh, pre- previously, and this new guy coming in, let's see what what he can do. But the intensity as well it, it does it does take a lot out of them. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's a mixture. But and look, for me is is high on the list of of uh, reasons why because we've had no luck uh, this season in terms of injuries. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I think for me, I, I think we're still, I think we're still struggling from the fact that we've, I mean, we've got the players back now. You know, Wilson, Wilson came off the bench, uh, Barnes came off the bench, um, and we're gonna, you know, obviously when Willet comes back, when Anderson comes back, we I think, we're, I think the injuries will lessen off, um, but we're still, even though we've got these players back, let's not forget, um, Anthony Gordon and the other players on the pitch have all still been playing those minutes. I don't think we'll see. I don't think we'll see these injuries or types of injuries lessening off until we start being able to rotate the players and um, or give give players a little bit of a rest. Um, hopefully, in the next few weeks, that will improve. Uh, but yeah, it, and it, it let you know, let's not let's not um, forget the fact that we have been incredibly unlucky as well. There's been some real odd injuries. Uh, I think it's fair to say, and they've all been quite lengthy. Um, so I'm hoping things improve, Pete. I am.
2: Throw in the other the other side of it as well, and uh, uh, not having a go in anyhow. But there was times as well where he, he could have he, he had players on the bench that he didn't want to use. You know the, the likes of Alex Murphy that could have come in on d- different occasions. There was other players as well. The likes of uh, when uh, uh, I can't remember the game, but um, Isaac was was. Barely able to run, and we have been Parkinson just to see out last ten minutes of the game. Just, just what is the point in, in having players on the bench when, we, when he's not going to use it? Look, next season we'd we'll have we'd we'll have more players to choose from. We'll have, we have hopefully won't have as many injuries, and as Chris says, we're getting players back now, so it should lessen up a bit. But we have to we have to get that far first. One of those seasons, I think.
0: it is. It is. Maybe it's just one. Of, it's just one of those things, isn't it? But. Just last thing before we before we move on. Um, I saw somebody where did I see it? I think it, it might have even been actually on the commentary. It might have even been on the commentary, and they were saying that Eddie Howe out was trending at half time. I don't know whether you boys had seen that. Uh, but I've seen a lot of comments tonight from from the viewers. Yeah. You know, people say people people clearly up in arms about Eddie Howe or starting to question Eddie Howe. I mean, daz Pete, are you at that point yet?
2: In in our viewership now, or, or in on Twitter, yeah, know oh, a few people okay. on here. Hmm? Yeah. Okay, well let's get, let's bring it up. I want to see. I haven't, I haven't looked at the chat at yeah. all. So
0: uh... hey what? Let me just let me just whiz through. Um, I'll read out a because they're not really questions; they're more observations. So Carl yeah. Tuna says, "Revenge tore off to a bad start. Does Eddie freeze with panic and can't make proactive changes? Is he too loyal to certain favourite players, uh, or has he reached his level? I really hope not." Uh, Sorry, I really hope it's the latter because I really like him. Um, Somebody else says, uh, Gary D, I'm just about lost with Eddie. He does not seem to learn that Burn should have been off in the first half. The poor lab was getting rinsed. Toon Gamer says, how was Costas the game today? Not taking Burn off at half time. Has he got battered all game? This has to be the last game that Burn starts. Sniffer 1973 says, God bless fellas. I want him gone. Uh, I'm starting to hate now. I know I shouldn't, but I am. Uh, Roshi says Eddie was a genius the last game. Where has he gone? So that's a little bit of defense for Eddie there. Um, John Story says Burn will cost Eddie his job. Um, and there's more boys, there is more. Um, Life Goals says very naive from Eddie today. We all realized bern needed to switch with Tino at half time, but for some reason, Eddie is always reactive rather than proactive. And for me, how's indecision cost us two points? Um there is more comments uh, here we go david kitchen for the first time today i'm starting to lose faith in eddie howe what has livermento done to lose his place and why does eddie continue picking his favorites appalling performance and results um there was a couple more uh, jay says i hate being negative guys but do you think eddie is the guy to take us to the next level i don't think so because i worry that we'll be in the same position next season Toon gamer oh here you are uh, Sean Taylor says, "How we'll be here at the, at the end of the season, but a bad start to next season." And then the, I'll leave it on a question, which is from Toon Gamer: If an elite manager becomes available in the summer, would anyone replace Eddie? So you can just answer that one, boys. Wow, there's a um, lot, of, and that's just that's just in our so, chat. And as I say, it was for, meant to be trending at halftime. It does apparently
2: for me uh, after this game, replacing Eddie is a non-starter. It's 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 still. See where we are coming the, the into the season. Uh Look at it as well. If if uh, all of us thought the best we could get against Villa was was a draw, we ended up winning the game. All of us thought we beat Luton and we got a draw. So on the level, if you compare, it, it's four points either way, whatever way you, 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 you uh, slice of dice it. But. Yeah, there, there are there are question marks on 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 uh, burn and pick and burn is, is favourite. We called it before the show. We called the team. We we uh, I remember even saying that this morning at half half uh, twelve this afternoon saying that that uh, he Eddie's going to pick burn, but I would be happy to see Levermento in there. I think Levermento should be in 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 the first uh, eleven as it is, but. Is is he is he going to make the uh, uh, make the change? It, all, all eyes on, on the next team sheet that, that he produces. Um, I think I think Burn needs to be dropped now, uh, and I can see why people why people are saying that, that Burn could cost him his job if he keeps to continue to play. But in the last couple of games as well, Burn did, did okay. You know, I think one one game, one of those games recently, he 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 could have got man of the match. I think I gave him man of the match. So. Um, I'm still all all on Eddie uh, for for the remainder of, this, of the season, but let's see how how it plays out. Yeah, Pete, where do you where's your head at, mate? Um,
1: I think I think it's important to remember that you can you can be somebody that questions Eddie Howe's decisions in game, but still not want him to be sacked. Um, and for me, I'm I'm in that bracket right now. I'm questioning Eddie Howe in terms of some of the decisions that he's made with regards to Dan Byrne being the the obvious one for today. Um, I can question him in terms of not making some substitutions as quickly as what they should do um, and making the right substitutions with someone. I'm going back a few games here for various different games over the course of the last month or two. Um, But it doesn't necessarily mean that I want him sacked because I still think there's a lot of good there. And as you've just touched on it, the fact that we go to, um, the fact that we go to Villa, a, a team that haven't lost since February 2023, and we go there and beat them and beat them quite comfortably, um, yeah. should show that there's good qualities to Eddie Howe and he can do a good job. You know, Pep Guardiola, and Mikel Arteta haven't been there and been able to get the same. Okay, mm-hmm. and we go there and tactically he outthinks. Unai Emery, who's meant to be a tactically better manager. so you, 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 We're in this moment where we've got to remember some of the good stuff too. Yeah. But for me, and I maintain this, Eddie Howe is learning on the job and he has to learn from his mistakes. And for me, that will be the key to whether he stays in this job or not. Is he going to be able to learn from his mistakes? So me and Daz, we talked on Tuesday, we said he needs to learn from Man City. Can he bring on Atino Livramento, go five at the back and see the result out. He did that. He learned from his mistakes. We said it on the show earlier on today. Yeah. He learned from that. Can he learn from it? He took too long to make that sub today for Dan Burnie, waiting until we were 4-2 down to make that sub. When he makes that sub, we have no issues conceding a goal for the rest of the game. Now, for me, I'm expecting Eddie Howe to see that now. The fans have called for it. We've called for it. We could all see it. I've had people message me today saying, "Like, <laughs> there was one guy that was like, like i 'Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I'm an electrician. I'm a, I'm not a football coach. I'm, I'm just a fan.' But if I can see that Dan Byrne needs to be subbed, why can't the coaching staff see?" And I agree with you. I, I, I agree with you. Bright spark. Yeah. It's like, we, we all agreed. We we're in. The, we we're all in the same boat. We could all see what was happening. And it didn't. Nothing changed. And I'm like, you've got to learn from those mistakes. You've got to be better at making those mistakes. And for me, he needs time. So the big question will be, is come Saturday Saturday evening against Nottingham Forest next week, are you going to learn from your mistakes? Are you going to put somebody in that team that if you play with someone with a bit of pace up against him, he's going to struggle? You're going to keep going with him, or are you going to play somebody who athletically is the right player, technically better? He's just an all-round better player, but he's just not a left-footer. I just, um, for me, I just think that we just we, we can't we can't jump at getting rid of Eddie Howe. Like we we, we can't do that. Like Eddie Howe will be here to the end of the season, guaranteed, regardless of yeah. what happens. He okay. will see this season out. The question I have and the, uh, is, is that can he learn from his mistakes? First of all, you know, can he start making the right decisions and be ruthless? I think, honestly, I think we've seen a little bit of that in January with all the transfer stuff. I think the likes of Wilson, Trippier, um, and players like that being put up for transfers is an act of ruthlessness to say that we're not. We we, we don't have to keep these players around anymore. If we want to get to the next level, we need to get better players in. I think we're going to see that in the summer. Next season, if we're seeing the same issues, I genuinely think there's a question mark there. And I genuinely think that if we get 10 games in and we're seeing some of the same mistakes happening over and over again, I think there'll be a call for his job. I genuinely think that. Um, And I think it will be justified. Because we need to be able to kick on next season. The the injuries and all the rest of it won't be an excuse next season. Not with the summer that we're planning. And so for me, I just think right now, um, we need to be a little bit patient. It's hard, I know. We need to be a little bit patient. We need to observe Eddie and what he's doing and the decisions that he's making. And more importantly, PIF need to make that decision and observe things right now there is no manager for me that can come in and make this team better no manager that's currently available and I put Jose Mourinho in that bracket I don't think he comes in and changes too much of what of what's happening at Newcastle United right now I just don't with the injuries and all the rest of it I think he's you know he's got his he's got his um it's not an excuse. I'm trying. I'm trying to say excuse. It's not an excuse, but he- he's got his kind of uh, reasonings for why things aren't going well. I think af- after this season, he hasn't, and that's the big thing. But we could be th- we could be completely blindsided. We've talked about it before. PIF might turn around and go, you know what? He this guy this manager's available. We want this guy. For example, case in point, Thomas Tuchel. He might not stay at Bayern Munich at the end of the season. He might be a free agent and they go, you know what? <clears throat> we want this guy to come and take on, take on the mantle and take us forward. That's just an example. I'm just throwing a name out the hat there. They might make that decision and we just have to accept that. Um, I don't know, but I'm not asking for Eddie Howe out now. But equally, I'm calling out some of the decisions that he's made because I think as fans, we are we have a right to do so. Do you know what? Chris,
0: just, just get your thoughts. Yeah. yeah just to, just to quickly add in there um i i completely agree with you and this this is kind of where i was on on x or twitter last week um i was in this same place you know it, for me if somebody makes a wrong call somebody makes a a judgment or a decision that i don't agree with um i think it should be called out and i, I did i kind of did that with the owners um and with the you know the transfer policy and what happens over the transfers um, I don't know the ins and outs. I don't know the the financials. Obviously, I'm not uh, not attached to the club in any way. But I do believe that we should have done more in that transfer window. Mm. Um, and I completely agree with Eddie, your assessment on Eddie Howe. I think if 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 he makes mistakes, if um, he doesn't make take the right decisions, I think he, he should be called out for it. Um, doesn't mean that I want rid of Eddie Howe. But it kind of it kind of goes back to again what what I said a few weeks ago. In the for me. I, I completely agree. This season, fine. Eddie Howe's not going anywhere this season, but he does have to start learning on the job. And you know, we we all—I think we all—said this that you know he will come under pressure from certain sections of the fan base if things don't start going well. And this is this is why I felt sorry for Eddie Howe in many ways because these injuries, you know, there's not well—you can argue there's not really a lot, you can, but not very much you can do about them. But this is why I wanted him back in in this transfer window. He needed bodies through the door. Um, hopefully, Anthony Gordon isn't seriously injured. Hopefully, Alexander Isak's back in due course, and things start to improve. But it's very hard to defend Eddie Howe with you know in game changes because he he is you know he will live and die by the sores on those changes. Uh, and a lot of fans today have probably seen something that you know they've not liked, uh, and that you know if if the average Joe can see that a player is struggling, the player needs to come off. The player needs to come off, especially when you've got a ready-made replacement there. We, we, Tino Livermento would have been fine coming on at half time. Um, so, yeah, he will he will be called out for that. Um, what happens in the summit, I don't know. Um, none of us will know that. But Eddie Howe needs to turn things around pretty quickly because it, it does feel like a, 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 a an opportunity missed today. However, looking at it from a more positive point of view, if you swap the results around and you said to me you get a point at Villa Park and you get three points against Luton at the that, so I still feel like it's still reasonably positive and let's not forget we were four two down and we we managed to escape a point <coughs> should we have got three points absolutely but when you 4 two down and you end up rescuing a point and you're just off the back of a fantastic win away at Villa Park which none of us were expecting it's not panic stations for me just yet but I tell you what, there's going to be a little bit of pressure now on the Forest game because he's going to have to make some yeah. good
1: calls and he's going to have to be ruthless, like you said, Pete. I, I just wanted to... Uh, I, I agree with what you said. And I think uh, for all of what we've talked about t- today, uh, I think we, we have we have discarded the fact that we did come from 4-2 down and we equalised to make it 4-4 four four in quick succession. And I think that does need to be praised because it shows character. It shows that determination from the players to not give up. That... Stands us in good stead in the games moving forward, but there's just a couple of points that I just wanted to make. And Michael Poymer, happy one, Michael, he just put on the chat. So I apologise. He put Jordan Cronin was reporting that Eddie Howe has come out in defence of sticking with Burn. Don't expect him to throw Burn under a bus, but um, um, but you have to see that weakness. Like for me, Eddie Howe coming out and doing that, um. I don't expect Eddie Howe to come out and say, oh, Burn was shit. He's going to be dropped, this, that, and the other. It's not going to happen. If Nick Casa fans are expecting that, then that's just crazy. Yeah. It's not going to happen. You look at our injuries that we've just talked about over the course of this show. Like, for all we know, Tilly Mentor or Trippier pulls up an injury and all of a sudden Burns back in the starting lineup again. He has to. He has to protect his players to a certain point. He has to show that he's supporting his players. In his mind, he might be thinking, you know what? If Trippier and Livermore get through training this week, they're starting. He might be thinking that right now, but he can't come out and openly say that. And nor would I expect him to. He's got to protect and look after his players. He has to do that. Um, and I, I genuinely think like th- there will be there will be some decisions made um, on more than just Dan Burn, but but a couple of other players. And he also mentioned as well um, this question here. Um, we look at mid-table team on the performance today. If we finish mid-table, how will that be received by PIF? It's, it's a great question. It, it it's is. a great question, though. I don't know what you boys think about it, but um, it goes back to the point that we overachieved last season. So we see our team is as a, a top-four Champions League team. Now, I'm sorry, Dan Byrne is not a Champions League player, OK? He's, he's not. Um, for as good as he's been, nor is Jacob Murphy. OK, nor is uh, a number of other players in, in, in this team. OK, Louis staff. Miley, Sean Longstaff, <laughs> Debravka, yeah. All of those, all of those that you can mention, you can keep going through the team. Mm. Right. A lot of these players are not Champions League ready players, but we've still got that mentality that they are. And this is the problem. Like, nor are we a mid-table team. We are definitely a, <coughs> a, a top seven Premier League football team but we're just not performing at that level at this moment because of injuries and because of situations like today. It's a mixture of both. But I tell you something, next season, regardless of what happens this season, and we can still finish in the top seven easily, next season with additional funds, we're going to go to town in the summer. I'm convinced of it. Sandro Tonardi comes back. We're going to move on some of these players. We are going to look a very different team next season. And I tell you what, Injury free, we've we've we pushed the top four again, in my opinion. But we just need to be patient about it all because this is not a quick fix. It's not, not with the injuries that we've got at the moment.
2: No and and uh, maybe I'm, I'm bit being naive, but for, for me, I, I called it uh, weeks, months ago. This is a stepping stone season because of X, Y and Z. All these things are conspiring against us this season, including uh, PSR, the old favorite of uh, uh, son of uh, FFP. Uh, so all these different things. It, it's a totally different ball game next season, whether we're in Europe or whether we're not. Let's let's see whether we have any or whether we don't. Let's, uh, but it's it's going to be just let's let's take each game as it comes uh, and on to forest next week uh, i'm going to do uh, a a draw lads cuz i will forget it uh, as uh, otherwise so I'm to, and we're going to go take uh, one or two more questions uh before we wrap up but let's let me get the the spinning wheel up for the members uh so hopefully you can see that now uh here is the wheel yep. uh, also- yeah it sits so let's go this is for a voucher Chris
0: it is it's for the 50 pound Newcastle club store voucher Um, so best of luck to everybody who's in the member draw and spin that wheel does
2: spin that wheel here we go and the winner is Jens Garten Ooh, yes Garten welcome to- mate congratulations, well congratulations Jens We'll try and track you down, and you even better, you try and track us down yeah, uh, and, yeah. and get in contact with us and let us uh, know, and we'll get at that uh, prize sent out to you. So congratulations again, Jens. Uh, Chris, Brilliant. back to Brilliant. you with another question or two.
0: Yeah, so I'll just have a quick look. Uh, just before I do go to them, big shout-out to Gary D, who's just become a loaded ultra. So, Gary, nice one, mate. Fantastic. Thank you very much for that. Nice one, Gary. Lunch. Munch has also become a YouTube member tonight, uh, Louis Um So, big shout out to Munch. And also, great name, Chris <laughs> NUFC. And it's not me. It's not me. So, um, thank you very much, Chris. Also become a member. Thank you very much, mate. And One Chris. Second.
1: Thank you. Oh, go oh, on, God.
0: Pete. Go on, mate. Go
1: on. You do it. Go on, Go for it. <laughs> what are we going to say? I want to say the same thing. Me. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. So, Chris, thank you very much, mate. Cheers, Munch, Chris, please. as well. Um so Chris says, I like Eddie and I want to keep him for years, but I think if we keep getting beat off Forest and drawing against Luton at home, PIF will replace him. Chris, it's it's a fair point, mate. It's a fair point. And this is the thing, it, it's a results business. Uh, and this is this is the problem that Eddie Howell's gonna have. And it touches a little bit on what I was saying before, you know, that the, the pressure is on Eddie. Yes, everyone's <clears> gonna have sympathy over the injuries. Yes, everyone's appreciating he's learning on the job, but at the end of the day, you've got to get those results in. Um and it does it does beg the question doesn't it and if we're playing devil's advocate which you know i like to do occasionally um it kind of feeds into you know is this one of the reasons that we were keeping the pair strings tight i don't know i don't know um it's that's speculation that's just my opinion uh, and it's one of many opinions you know what i mean i'm not saying i'm right but it, it was one of the things that sprung to mind to me because for me eddie howe needed help and eddie howe didn't get any help and you know it's it's going to be it's going to be a difficult second half to the season, as well. I'd say if the injuries continue as they are. But let's get into some questions. So, um, <laughs> just a yes/no for this one, boys. Um, I think I know your answer, but this is from NC. Should Newcastle look at Ross Barkley in the summer? He looks to be back to his best this season, at least against us. Dad?
2: No, no, it's a no for me. I did want Ross Barkley back before he moves to Chelsea, though. I, I wanted him then, but it's a no for me. What is he, 32, 33 now? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how old. Is Ross I think Barclay he is is. Is, is. is he that, uh, is he that old? Uh, he is. Uh, he's doing well at, at Luton, but he did nothing at Nice yeah. uh, and he did nothing at Chelsea for years because he, he didn't get a game. Um, but no, he's doing well for Luton. Yeah. Ross Barkley is 30. 30, right? Okay. Didn't realize he was that old. Oh.
0: Pete, are you are you in the Boss Barkley camp or not? now <laughs> <laughs> i like it um toon gamer we brought this up before but i, I want to ask you boys again uh if an elite manager becomes available in the summer, would you replace would anyone replace eddie A yes
2: no if you want <laughs> uh, <laughs> no one looking in particular that our answer to this question um I has to, we have to get to the summer first. It's too early to be making a call now, and and especially after a result like today. But uh, it depends on the summer. I'm sitting on the fence. I'm doing a Keith role. Um, I want to see how we get on. I want to see where we are, uh, and then want to see how we are after the next two games at uh, Forest and Bournemouth. Uh, key games for his ultimate future as well.
1: Mm.
2: Pete,
1: um, I'm I wouldn't but I think PIF would. Like a, t- like a Tuchel, like you brought up before? Yeah. I personally wouldn't, but I think, I think PIF would. I, I think they would. I think, that, I think they'd move them on. And the reason why is because I think we're going to have quite a big transfer budget this summer. And I think they're going to want a... I, I think if, if an elite manager became available, and that's the big question... I think they they would probably want to trust him with it rather than um Eddie Howe but I would I think Eddie, I I would keep Eddie Howe this summer and then into the new season but that's just me. Yeah.
2: I have another point here. If if you're if if you were to throw in the bit where we get the summer and Eddie Howe wants to bring in just all Premier League players and half of Bournemouth with him it's a no <laughs> i definitely want the elite elite manager in so mm. there's that caveat as well he, he has to mm. look outside the box not just premier league um so
0: yeah yeah i've got two more questions for you boys two two um carlisle tuna says just putting it out there would you stop in a back three against forest with tino and trips on the as wing backs or would it just
2: be a straight swap tino for Bayern? For Me, it's it's Tino for Burn, and I'd go for that, that uh, f- like five at the back with, with, the, with the wing backs, as we talked about when Bruno gets um, gets that 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 yellow card that this lumen actually when he was when he was Bruno was hobbling around, I was thinking if he is injured, just hit someone and get the yellow yeah. card and get we, can get, ones, yeah. we can get a two mm. for one, uh, but uh, yeah, no, that's the change I'd make,
1: yeah, Pete. Now um, uh, it needs to be a straight swap. Um, I would only make that change. In, I would only bring Burn into back three, as I said in, in game later on. If we're trying to hold on to something, that's the only time I'd make that change. Um, and I don't think Eddie Howe make that change either. It's not the. It's not the. The system we set up with, and and, let, uh, and with all due respect to Nottingham Forest. I don't think we need to be going starting the game five at the back against them. I think we've got a team good enough to attack them with our current formation. But, yeah.
0: Yeah. Just putting that just putting that one there. Um, not really a question, but a little bit of support there for Eddie from David Cook, who says, on Tuesday, Eddie was king, and tonight, he doesn't know what he's doing. The <laughs> fans need to give their heads a wobble. So, a little bit of support there from David Cook for Eddie Howe. Um, but the final question I've got, and this is a really interesting one from Munch, um now that our revenge tour has officially started at what point do we say the seasons of
2: that i've been i've been kind of half saying it i'm not saying they're calling it a write-off but it's it's a stepping stone season um there's too many things that have gone wrong for us along the way um we it, it everything went absolutely a dream season last season and it's everything falling apart 1st There's been highlights along the way and there's, there's more highlights to come. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's not where we want to be or where we thought we'd be um, at this stage. But uh, even, even in the Amazon documentary, they, they even called it out that it, it's going to be difficult trying to combine Europe and this. And that led to the injuries, and so on, and so forth, and not having uh, been allowed to use the money that our, our, that we have to to bring in more players, a couple of Tunali, blah 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 blah. Uh, it's just been uh, it, it one step up, two steps back uh, is is every every which way we turn.
0: Pete, just to as a little added, a uh, little bit of extra info for you. So, we're currently sitting in ninth place. We're on 33 points. We're two points outside of a European place, which would be seventh in the Europa Conference. Mm. And we are 11 points behind Tottenham and fifth.
1: At what point do you think the season's a write-off? The, the only point in which the season's a write-off is when we cannot secure European football. Um, I would... I, I've, I've said it for a while. I've, I've reevaluated Newcastle United season in my head um, when we had all the injuries and we went through that really difficult moment in December. I reevaluated it and said we're not in the Champions League race. For, for me, we just need to secure European football, any European football. I genuinely think if we get seventh and we get Europa Conference, I think the next season we go on and win it and we get our European trophy. I genuinely think that that will be the case. Um, I think we need to secure European football in order to get the players that we want, the players that we want to get in the track to the club. We have to be playing European football for that. Otherwise, these players will will get to heads turned and will end up at a European football team, uh, a yeah. team playing European football. So for me, um, only when European football is not mathematically possible is when we rule out this season as a write off. Um, and as you just said, Chris, we are still, although teams have still got games to play, Man United play West Ham tomorrow. So that'd be an interesting one to keep an eye on. But I just think for me, we are still banging this race, although this is a disappointing two points dropped. Um, we've got a lot of positive fixtures where we can pick up a lot of positive points, whereas teams like Man. Man United, West Ham and all the rest of it have got to play each other. I think there's still points where we can get, a, get a, um, a jump on a lot of these teams. I still think we'll finish above West Ham. I still think we've got a great chance of finishing above Man United. And I think if we do that, we finish in Europe. Um, so, yeah, um, long way to go for me. Long way to go. Um, it's project, project seventh for me. I'll call it project seventh. And that is get minimum seventh place because that will secure european football
0: yeah i'll just add my two pennies worth in before we wrap but um for me i'm i'm project six uh, i really want the europa league uh, and i i think it would attract a higher caliber of player and i think that i think it, it, we've got that real big carrot as well because if we if we win the europa league as you say p if we if we win that european trophy it also massively qualifies, qualifies us for the Champions League, so for me, I want sixth. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll have to see. And I, but I do agree with you, Pete, when you say when once European football is impossible, I think the seasons a vice off then.
2: And I'm Project Zebra because this <laughs> is, 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 is 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 only the beginning of this project, yeah. and yeah. Uh, we have so mon- many more years to look forward to. So while it may not uh seem like it uh, on the night like tonight after sh- shipping four goals at home to Luton. Uh there's still there's still plenty uh, to play for this season and especially next season and the seasons after that. So just we've given a shout out to uh the radiator shed and the H2O Bathroom design co earlier. Also just let's give a shout out to ourselves because you can find us uh, on a host of different platforms on YouTube, like you're probably watching now or listening to us, are back on Spotify, um, uh, Apple Music or Amazon Music, and we're across a range of different socials in X slash Twitter, uh, TikTok, and Insta. And for any business inquiries, you can contact us at info at gmail.com. That rounds off our second show of the day. Yes, the second show of the day. We were on at half twelve today. If you've missed that, go go check that out as well. A uh, bit of talk. Uh, did a quick little show uh, there. Uh, so, uh, interesting one to keep an eye on. But, uh, I think there's only one thing left to say. We didn't like it. We'll have to say it nonetheless. How'd you like that? See you very soon. Night, everyone. Have a good weekend. night. night. <laughs> let yeah.